Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode of the Having It All podcast is sponsored by me, Matthew Bivens. And I absolutely love helping people launch and grow podcasts. My background is in digital marketing, and I'll be honest, when I was first presented with the idea of starting a podcast to grow my brand, I completely shut it down. I thought it was going to be too expensive, too time-consuming, and pull me away from what I really wanted to focus on in my business. But you know what? Shortly after launching the Digital Marketing Guy podcast, I realized that I could have not been more wrong. Podcasting quickly became my favorite and most effective way of reaching a global audience, growing my brand authority, and attracting my ideal client. Today, after successfully launching, growing, and monetizing three different podcasts, I help businesses and entrepreneurs do the same. To learn more about how I can help you break into podcasting, go to matthewbivens.com slash podcast. Again, that's matthewbivens.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. Hey, Matthew here. I am super excited for you to listen to today's episode and wanted to let you know that a few minutes in, you were going to notice a small dip in the sound quality. Not sure what really happened, but after I completed the recording, I listened back to it and noticed that something went wrong with the mic. It's a great episode, and I decided that, you know what, I'm just going to publish this thing anyway. Enjoy the episode. What's going on, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome, welcome to another episode of the Having It All podcast. I appreciate you being here, and on today's episode, I am going to be getting personal. I'm going to be sharing with you a, a, a situation from my family, a situation in my life that I experienced recently that um, I really do think that there could be a lot of takeaways for you listening. Um, It has to do with apologizing. It has to do with overcoming your ego, um, humbling yourself, recognizing when you maybe have done something that if you were given the opportunity to repeat, you wouldn't, and truly owning it. Now, if you've listened to the show at all in the past, then you know that I am not a stranger to talking about my personal life. Um, talking about my relationships, talking about my family. And, you know, I've shared with you all a number of very trying situations that I've had, particularly with my sisters and my father. And this is a, 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 a new chapter in that story. Um, I'm happy to say that this is a more 
uplifting, positive chapter, um, but it didn't start out that way. And so I'm just going to jump right into the story. My sister and I haven't been speaking for the past couple of months. There was a, an incident in my family that involved my father and my youngest sister, and we kind of stood on opposite sides of how to handle it, of, uh, about what to do, and that, that really drove a wedge in between us that just continued to get wider and wider, and then eventually culminated in her feeling as if that she didn't want me in her life for right now. Um, so, you know, it, it resulted in a, a long text message that said, listen, I can't talk to you. I need to distance myself from you. Um, for me, this is the first time that that had ever happened between myself and any of my siblings. And, you know, it hurt. It was very hard to, to hear that. Um, being very honest, I had judged other people when they were estranged from family members. Um, and I think I, I had a lot of judgment that came back to myself that, you know, it was a reflection on who I was as a person that my sister didn't want to talk to me. So it was very hard for me to kind of swallow that news. So, you know, her and I haven't been speaking. Um, I had been doing, just dropping little, little bite-sized communications with her, a text message here, you know, maybe sharing something with her on Facebook there. And this week, I sent her another text message. I just said, hey, I was thinking about you. I love you. Hope you're having a nice day. I wasn't expecting any response at all um, because that had kind of been the pattern in the past. But she responded, and she responded pretty quickly. And her response was, hey, listen, you know, you know me, and you know that I am not going to have a sort of surface-level, superficial relationship with you where we just send pleasantries via text. There's stuff we need to talk about, and when you want to talk about it, we can. So in that moment, I felt all of the, I felt a rush of nerves, adrenaline, anxiety, all of that stuff just washed over me. You know, my body got very hot. Um, I remember I was holding my daughter, and I could feel my pulse sort of quicken. And I said, an idea flashed in my mind, like, call her. Just call her. And before I could convince myself otherwise, before I could talk myself out of it, I hit call. And, you know, remember, I haven't spoken to her in a couple of months now. So we're about to have a conversation and we're about to get into, get into the mess. So, you know, my, like I said, my, my, I, I, was, I was feeling the nerves. I was feeling jittery. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we talk, and we had about a 15-minute conversation, and 
didn't really end well. Um, you know, there were things that that she was very hurt by, and you know, there was a there was you know I think a lot of emotion um, in the conversation on both ends, and so the conversation ended where I was saying, hey, listen, I want to fix things. I want things to be better. Um, what do you What do you need? What do you want? And she hesitated and said, you know what? I don't really know if this is what I want. I don't really know if I want a relationship with you. I don't know if I can do this. So let me think about it and hung up. And to me, it kind of felt like, you know, a door in the face. It, it, it felt, I felt very rejected. Um, I felt foolish. You know, I felt like I had opened myself up, almost set myself up for this by sending out the text message, then making the call, then hearing the things that she was hurt about. I, I didn't really have a lot of answers to any of them. Uh, my sister is, is, is extraordinarily intelligent. And there's definitely times when I have, I talk to her that I, I don't, I feel challenged to kind of hang with her in the conversation. And I felt that, you know, I, I kind of felt, I felt like the younger brother, even though I'm older. And it was a very interesting feeling. It was a very humbling feeling. Um, after we hung up the phone, I just kind of sat with it and let, let the nerves and the adrenaline dissipate and just told myself, you know, Matthew, this was, this was something that could have happened. You know what I mean? Like this was a potential outcome of you texting and calling. So don't get frustrated. Don't feel embarrassed. Don't, you know, don't feel whatever about it because you created this. You created this, so own it and, and accept it and be okay with it. So as I'm going through that process of just kind of replaying the phone call and processing my emotions, I get a text message from my sister. And she says, look, there are two things that I just cannot get over. And in order for us to be able to make any sort of movement forward, I need you to apologize. I need you to acknowledge that you didn't handle these things well and apologize. Otherwise, we're not going to go anywhere. So reading that, the first things that came up for me was I don't have to apologize for anything. I felt a, a, a huge swelling of ego. I don't need to apologize for anything. And I was so close to cementing that stance and really planting my flag but some something came over me some some power of humility came over me and you know i allowed myself to kind of calm down cuz my nerves are still going you know the the phone call got me hyped up the text message got me hyped up again i just gave myself some space you know i distanced myself from anything and i didn't reply to her for a long time um i want to say at least an hour went by before i sent her a reply and then my reply was, hey, I, I got your text. I hear you. Um, I'm going to send you a proper response shortly. And I did that intentionally because, you know, she had brought these two incidents up. Um, the incidents were a trip that I proposed. Um, Sarah and I were driving down to Florida. My sister happened to be in Florida at the time. We were going to pass by her. So I proposed, hey, why don't we meet up? Let's grab some dinner. And, you know, it, it was sort of a, a, me extending an olive branch. Um, she was also going to get a chance to really interact with her niece, my daughter, which up until that point hasn't happened. 
So I extended that invitation uh, when my sister said, hey, your original time doesn't work for me. Can we do another time? Um, I honestly, you know, and this is what I realized after some long contemplation. Um, I really did not have full intentions of meeting. I had a very, very tight window that I was willing to give my sister. And if she fell outside the window, I was like, oh, sorry, can't do it. Maybe next time. That was the first incident that she was very hurt by. The second incident was a uh, family calls with the counselor that we were having. Um, we were doing these four-way calls with myself, my siblings, my father, and a counselor. And I stopped. I, was, I just got fed up after a few months of them. And I said, hey, listen, I'm done, and pulled out. So those two incidents were really weighing heavy on my sister and, and really hurt her the way that I handled those situations. So when she sent me the text message about apologizing, you know, I put distance in between my response and I just thought about it. I said, okay, if I were to do those again, would I do them the exact same way? You know, if, if I was back months ago when I was about to propose this trip to Florida to meet up over dinner, would I do it the same way? And I tried my best to strip out the emotion, to strip out my ego, to strip out the feelings of, you know, who is she to demand an apology? That's, you know, all of that stuff. I just, I, I, I put that over to the side and I just thought about it as objectively as I possibly could. And I said, I came to the conclusion that no, I wouldn't do it the same. I wouldn't do it the same because I realized that I truly did not want to meet up with my sister, and I extended that invitation out of a feeling of obligation. Therefore, I gave zero leeway or slack or opportunity for, or flexibility. Honestly, that's what it was. I, I, I was not willing to be flexible. Here are my terms. Take them or leave them. She had to work, so the terms didn't work. So I said, okay, that's fine. I did my part. Bye. And I, and I realized when, during my contemplation, like, I realized that that's what I had done. And it was very, it was, it was like a mini power trip I had, you know, and I think it was, it was manipulative and um, I wouldn't do it again. So I realized that and I said, okay, in this situation, I wouldn't have done that again. That's something that I'm willing to apologize for. You know, because I think apologies to me are, you know, they're delicate. I, I do believe you have to handle them um, carefully because if you become a type of person who apologizes for everything, then your apologies carry much less weight. If you say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for every little thing that happens, everything that you do, if you apologize for other people, then, you know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. They just, it, they're just not that. I don't know, they don't mean as much. And on the flip side of that, if you are a person who never apologizes for anything, then that's how I've been perceived in my family. You come across as very egotistical. You, know, you come across as, as just this, this self-righteous, holier-than-thou person. And those are words that have been used to describe me by my family. So it was big for me to be able to look at the situation, recognize that, you know what? Own the fact 
that that there were parts of of my behavior and my actions that I wouldn't repeat that I I would like if I had a chance I would do differently and apologize for them and apologize for them and I did and now the second situation you know the first one was this trip the second one was ending those calls I looked back on it and I said you know what I abruptly pulled out of the of the calls I didn't have a conversation with either of my sisters. I made my decision on my own, and then I informed them of the decision via text. I didn't call them, you know, and these counseling calls with the family was my idea, and I had asked for a three-month commitment from everybody. And just shy of the three months is when I pulled out. And so looking back, I was like, wow, I wouldn't... I, I... I would have a conversation, you know, I would handle it more maturely, I would take more responsibility, and I owned it in my apology. I owned the fact that I didn't handle that well, that, you know, I I should have communicated. Um, It may not have changed the outcome, but at least I communicated how I was feeling and what I was processing and what my, you know, what, what my intentions were. So I spent a couple of hours after receiving that text message from my sister just thinking about this stuff. You know, I took a walk outside. Getting out into nature helps me to clear my mind and and center myself. And, you know, I came back saying, okay, you know what? I can own those two things. I can own the fact that my invitation to meet up in Florida wasn't genuine, wasn't heartfelt. I can own the fact that me pulling out of those calls was done very selfishly, very hastily, without any communication. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And so I replied to my sister's text. And I said, you know, I'm sorry for how I handled these things. In this situation, given an opportunity, I would do this differently. You know, I apologize for how I handled that. In that situation... I don't think I I handled this very well. I apologize for that. And I was just very sincere. You know, I I made sure to apologize about the things that truly didn't sit well in my soul and to put myself in her shoes and say, you know, it must have been you must have felt x y and z when I did this. And just tried to empathize, tried to own it and you know, it was very humbling to me to send that type of, of, of message, um, to apologize in that way. 
Because um, like I said, apologizing has not been something I've done a whole lot of with my family. You know, I've experienced a lot of that ego. A lot of that has gotten in the way. So apologizing, it's, it's a muscle that I haven't repped very well, very much. But I did. I did in, in, in this instance. Um, and this was just a few days ago. And my sister received it. You know, she thanked me for it. And I felt that it was as close to being accepted as, as uh, an apology could in this instance. You know, like I'm not going to say like she totally accepted my apology because I don't know what's going on in her mind. I haven't spoken to her since just a couple of days ago, but I just got a a very genuine sense of, you know, I appreciate that through her message. And I felt like I had released a whole lot of baggage in the process. You know, I really felt that because I did this this full emotional body scan to see what was off, you know, what wasn't sitting right within me. And because I had the courage to really kind of go back and, and replay those and, and the courage comes in and saying, wow, okay, I, I didn't handle that well. Because I was able to do that and then communicate that to my sister and just share it I feel like I released it. I didn't really understand. I didn't consciously know that I was holding on to that. But I was because I, I felt that release when I sent her that apology. So I shared this with a group last night. Um, on Tuesday nights, I, I, I teach a fitness boot camp. Um, and at the end of it, we always share magic. Magic is, is your ability to influence yourself, other people, or life in a powerful way. So I shared this example of magic in me influencing myself to not only reach out to my sister, but to really reflect, really think about what happened and own those things that I did that I wouldn't repeat. Own those areas where, you know what, I'm sorry about that. You know, own where I mishandled it and then express that to her. So I shared that with the group. And it was a, you know, I, I took a little while to share the story and, and give some background context. And some of the feedback I got was, you know, very, um, it was great. I, I really did appreciate it. Um, one of the new gentlemen there, he said, you know what? I appreciate you sharing your story, Matthew, because as a man, it's very hard to admit when you've done something wrong. And even more so with family. And I could just see in him that he appreciated hearing the example of, you know, he, I think he could connect with it. He could connect with it. And, you know, because it has been, you know, that ego, just as a, as a man with being the, the oldest, two younger sisters, I just, I, that ego of mine has, has flared up and, Admitting what I've done wrong has been a big, big challenge, a big area of opportunity for me. So when he spoke and he shared that, I, you know, it, it made me feel great. I mean, I'm happy that I shared my story in that, 
in, 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 our, um, in our meeting. I had another person come up to me afterwards who was going through a similar situation with his sister, you know, and he hadn't spoken to his sister in a couple of years. They had a falling out over money. And I was just thinking, wow, you know, first of all, I'm not the only one who, who goes through stuff like this. And, and second of all, it just gives a little bit of perspective, you know, because my friend who came up to me afterwards, his sister won't, won't return any of his messages. My sister, she did, you know, she, she returned my message and she opened the door for us to have a conversation. And I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to her for that. But other people don't have that, you know. Another peop another person at the at the you know at the end of the fitness workout um, when we were circled up, he shared that he lost his sister. He lost his sister when you know he was a senior in college. And I had another person say, "Yeah, like those things. You never know how long you have with a person. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring." And it just it it was really fantastic hearing. The testimony from all these other people who connected with my story, and that's why I wanted to share with you. You know, that's really why I wanted to share with you because I wanted, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and you're experiencing something similar, you know, I, I empathize. I know how how challenging it is to be on the opposite ends of something with a, a sibling, and I'm just realizing how common it is. You know, and it doesn't make me feel good knowing that there's a lot of other people who are going through it. It, it, but it makes me think like, you know what, man, it, it takes, it takes something. It takes something to open yourself up, to try to create a bridge, you know, to be the person to put, put it out there like, hey, let's talk about this stuff. Let's work on whatever is coming in between us, you know. And doing that full body scan, that emotional body scan to see what areas weren't sitting right within me, that really helped because I know that by walking around with that stuff, you know, it's, it's keeping me from being the greatest version of myself that I can be. It's keeping me from having it all, from experiencing that abundance and experiencing that, that unconditional love, you know, holding on to any anger, holding on to that ego, holding on to the resentment, holding on to those those stories, those negative stories, those disempowering stories about other people, about my sibling, about my sister. That's weight. That stuff is weight on my soul. It is weight on my spirit. It's weight. It impacts my health. It impacts my mental clarity, my emotional health. It impacts all of it. So earlier this week, I, I, I believe for myself, I released some of that weight. You know, and I could feel it. I could feel, I could feel the release. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what's next with my sister. I really don't know. It's been a couple of days and um, I, have, I haven't, we haven't had any other communication, but um, I just don't feel like that wedge is, is so tight. You know what I mean? Like the wedge is, is, has loosened up a little bit and, you know, maybe it can be completely removed and then maybe that chasm can be, can be shortened. You know, maybe we can build that bridge and come back together the way that we, we have in the past. I've had a great relationship with my sister in the past. You know, I've, 
she studied abroad for a couple of years and I was out there in England visiting her and we were hitting the pubs and it was, you know what I mean? Like we've had amazing, wonderful experiences. There's been those, those years of a lot of love between us and I want to get back there. And so, um, I don't know, I don't necessarily know what the next step is or, or, or how long it'll take or whatever, but uh, I definitely feel a lot better about the prospect now. So that's my story. You know, this is uh, just sharing, <laughs> just sharing and, and, and opening, opening myself up and, you know, in, in, in the hopes of connecting, because I know that there are some of you out there who can absolutely relate to this story and this circumstance. And I know there, there are those of you who can relate with being challenged, apologizing for things and feeling that ego come up, especially when it's certain people. You know, there's certain people who just push our buttons and it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. And so that's my hope. My hope is that you can connect with the story, you can connect with the message, and that it might inspire some different action within you. Some, some type of action, maybe inspire a different thought, you know, maybe, a, maybe you have a, a new way of looking at things or a new way of processing things, whatever it is, that's my hope is that it inspires some sort of shift and, you know, that you have the courage to act on it, whatever that action looks like for you and within your circumstance. Because I do believe we all can have it all, an abundant, loving life, Absolutely. And I think it is addressing these areas that allows us to release those things that are preventing us from having that fully abundant, loving life. And I know that I'm committed. I'm absolutely committed to keep doing those, those body scans, keep checking in with myself, keep checking in with other people and seeing, hey, hey, how are you experiencing me? Where am I at? You know, are, are there, is there anything that we need to address? so that we can address it, so that we can get back to loving, so that we can release any of those judgments, release any of those, that ill will, or release those attachments, just get back to loving. So that's it. I really do appreciate you listening today. This was a different type of episode, but one that I really, really wanted to share. I hope it connected. I hope you connected with something. And... Um, yeah, if you have any thoughts, if you have any feedback, questions, whatever, feel free to reach out. My email address is mattcbivens at gmail.com. You can also head over to my website, matthewbivens.com. There's a contact form over there. You can fill that out. It goes to the top of my inbox. And um, yeah, I'm grateful to you. Grateful to you listening. Um, I'm very grateful to a few people that um, gave me that feedback last night at the end of the fitness class, uh, those folks, you know, just, just speaking and sharing about what, you know, what, what resonated with them. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm very grateful to my sister, you know, she was the one who, who opened that communication back up when she replied. So I'm, I'm grateful, I'm grateful to Sarah for just allowing me to process and vent and do all my all the things that I've done around this family situation and um, yeah thank you so much my name is Matthew Bivens and here is to you having it all
Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.